And good morning and welcome to BSA Capital 5 Minute Morning Mino. It's Thursday the 8th of June and I'm pleased to say that uh, whilst the analysts are away, we're having these special uh, podcasts and we've got part two with Alison. Morning, Alison. How are you? Good morning, Andrew. I'm well in you. Good. Yeah, not too bad. Um, the news flow out there actually is still remarkably quiet. So uh, it's just as well I'm talking to you again, Alison. But, you know, we had a really good chat yesterday about sort of the macro picture in mining, which wasn't too uh, bullish, it has to be said. But let's talk a little bit about individual commodities and, and stocks, maybe. Uh, and of course, one of the things for your fund is you are actually a hedge fund. So you can go short and long. So even if the market's pretty horrible, you ought to be able to take advantage. And I do know that just as VSA and myself were very bearish of lithium stocks at the start of the year, uh, you were too. And I think you were short them. Um, but of course, it's turned round. Lithium price now is shooting up. So, what's your sort of stance on lithium stocks at the moment, Alison? I think the lithium market, you know, really did move. Um, you know, the, the the kind of price levels that we saw last year were clearly unsustainable with any sort of sensible time horizon. So, um, you know, a correction was overdue. Um, I guess I think the jury's a little bit still out on whether. We've now bottomed and we've turned, or um, we haven't. You know, I think um, the demand, year-on-year demand growth um, for EVs is looking not that exciting. Um, and then you've got quite a lot of new capacity, particularly in the spot you mean coming on. Um, you, you know, that said, I think. People had got very bearish, you know, some of the traders had had got very bearish and had positioned quite negatively. And, you know, clearly there's a bit of restocking and and kind of uh, shaking out and and rationalizing underway as well. So, um, yeah, I think it's a little bit of a mixed bag in lithium. Yeah, it's also, I mean, you've got a lot of different countries producing with different regimes with different rules. And you've also got different commodities sources if you see what I mean from the brines to the hard rocks to the clays and and and, uh, and that sort of thing so it's, it's it's quite a complex market in truth isn't it and you have to look at sort of individual companies to a large extent I don't know is there any particular company you really like at the moment um we are shareholders in Galan lithium which is a small Australian listed um development uh company uh very good grades it's a brine it's Argentinian brines um, and yeah, it's one we like. We've held it for for quite a while. Um, so you know that's something that you know in amongst the kind of noise of what's the commodity price doing. What we're always looking for is to say, you know, are there companies out there that have truly world class assets um, that you know in due course will come to the market? Yeah. Okay. Well, look, there's a little bit on lithium. Uh, what's your other sort of favourite commodity at the moment? We've got quite a bit of platinum, um, and specifically that we've got uh, platinum metal or ETFs rather than uh, the producers, um, because um, our our stance on it is twofold. Um, from the demand side, I think you've got the substitution from palladium into platinum, which is big, you know, and really kind of firmly underway. Um, and then on the supply side, we uh, think the South African uh, supply is going to fall short. Um, we're just watching the electricity situation there unfolding. Um, and to a large extent, the mines have been um, somewhat immune to that up until now. 
Um, but there's some signs that that's, you know, kind of getting to be on the pointy end. Do you hold any gold or silver? Yeah, a little bit of each. I think some of the gold producers are looking surprisingly cheap given how how um, good the gold price is. Historically, what you've seen is um, a kind of an overshoot on the equities. So when the gold price is high, the equities price in a gold price, that's even higher um, and sort of, you know, uh, run ahead or kind of um, over-exaggerate those peaks and troughs. Um, but what you're seeing now is the opposite, which is the gold price is high, but then the equities of some of the juniors have got free cash flow yields, 20%, even 30% uh, free cash flow yield, which is pretty unheard of. Um, so they kind of look like, you know, at spot value plays, which is which is quite rare in the gold space. So let's say you um, very rarely see sense. that. So what's your yeah. favorite stock? What's your favorite stock there? What have you got a big position in? Oh, I'm not going to talk my gold stocks because they um, they be kind of quite active in them. So um, I'd I'd probably better better rather not. But we got uh, we got a range of things. We like some of the smaller producers where they've got um, existing assets, and then kind of more coming online or or more optionality in the bag. I like a little bit of secrecy there. Um, and, and silver. I mean, I have a view that silver is is actually a better commodity to be in than, than gold. Would you agree with that? Is there anything you like in silver? We've struggled a bit in silver to find things that we really like, to be honest. You know, I, I quite like the commodity, but I've just been struggling a little bit on the stock selection to find things that really catch my eye. You haven't been listening to me, Arsene. Guanajuato <laughs> silver. But anyway, we'll, we'll, everyone knows that I love it. Um, let's move on. I'm having because we obviously it's a five minute morning. Mind, so we have to whiz through pretty quickly. I have uh, quite strong views about vanadium because we do so much in long duration energy storage and vanadium flow batteries. Do you have a view on vanadium? I do, which is that I'm trying to be excited, but it's it feels to me like that that story just hasn't become real yet on the demand side. Um, you know, I think the technology is there, um, but translating that into firm uh, flows of you know significant demand for vanadium just doesn't feel like it's there yet. Um, that said, you know the vanadium price is uh, not high. I mean, it's pretty low. And um, so normally, you know, that's where we do like to sort of, you know, look at stuff is at the bottom and not at the top. So um, I think there's probably some opportunity there. So is there anything you're 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 very negative on at the moment? I won't ask you for your shorts because you're clearly not going to tell me. But is there a, is there an area where you're sort of you know we're short there, actually? Or are you maybe long at the moment pretty much because everything is so cheap? Yeah, no, we're not. Um, we, we're quite cautiously positioned overall at the moment, you know, but, but that's less kind of um, aggressive shorts and more um, sort of dry powder, you know, sort of standing a little bit by the side and, and waiting for some stuff to shake out and some really exciting opportunities to emerge. Um, we're being quite cautious on uh, stocks that need funding in the short term, which in the mining sector, you know, everybody needs money all the time. Um, so, in a in a in, in a difficult market, that can be a really tricky place to be, no matter how good the assets. So, we're just sort of standing a little bit by the side in terms of the the junior development companies. Then, have you in these sort of the other critical metals areas, things like the tins and the, the cobalts? Um, Tungsten, which is a bit of a favourite of ours. Uh, we've got the Tungsten West uh, general meeting today for their funding. Uh, are there any of those that you particularly like? We've got quite a bit of graphite. Um, so, yeah, I'm, that's probably my my favourite amongst the other transition 
you think um, the, the market's really grabbed onto graphite? It's, it's a, I've never myself really got that excited about it, but obviously we do hear a lot about it. It's, I mean, you know, it's quite a, it really is, well, I suppose all of those are niche markets, but I mean, is there any particular way you'd suggest playing graphite? Uh, well, what's tricky is ideally I'd really like to own a company that produces a whole bunch of graphite because that's kind of the safest way to play the commodity price, you know, kind of trend uh, rather than very company specific stuff. But, you know, that's a rare beast out there. So you sort of pushed into saying, OK, well, who's got the best development projects, which is, you know, also lovely in a rising market, but but obviously you take a whole bunch of other risks on. So I think there's some really good stocks out there. Um, I think natural graphite relative to synthetic graphite um, is a good theme to play because it's much more environmentally friendly apart from anything else. So you know, I think that kind of trend towards using more natural graphite will continue. Um, and there's some, you know, there's some nice opportunities out there, particularly East Africa, um, some really good resources. Um, you know, they've been really slow actually getting funded and, and getting off the ground. But I think some of them will come to uh, come to fruition. Well, maybe just on that, my last question, you mentioned East Africa. And obviously, we all know that Tanzania has had its ins and outs, should we say, with, it, with mining companies because of political reasons, currently looking a lot better. But are there any countries, I won't ask which countries you're happy with, because uh, there's an awful lot of countries. Are there any countries you just go... You know, I just can't go there. I mean, I'll exclude, by the way, Russia and that sort of thing, because obviously that's a completely different kettle of fish. But, you know, is there anywhere like maybe, you know, talking of graphite, Madagascar, where you just say the politics yeah. are too difficult, or South I mean, America, any countries you avoid? Yeah, I mean, I would say at the moment, Mozambique, um, it's got some of the, the most fantastic graphite resources, but I don't think you can go there in northern Mozambique at the moment. No, but I mean, regardless of graphite, any commodity, any countries, are just they're on your no-no list? Yeah, otherwise, really, probably just Russia, you know, um, otherwise, we tend to take a view that at a portfolio level, you know, we're not a private equity fund, we don't only hold, you know, three projects. So um, we can afford to take quite a bit of political risk. And um, it's perhaps, uh, you know, that freedom that we have. And then, you know, at a portfolio level, um, that's kind of um, manageable. Well, that's pretty interesting, actually, because I think a lot of people do have those no-no areas, but that also can create value. But uh, anyway, look, Alison, uh, that's our sort of 10 minutes up. Really appreciate you coming on these last couple of days. I hope everybody has enjoyed it. Uh, any further messages for Alison, do DM us. Uh, and also, actually, if you if you want to uh, invest in her fund, unfortunately, it's US domiciled, isn't it? So you have to be sort of a US uh, investor, but I, I would strongly recommend it. Um, do, do call up for details if you want to put money into it. But thanks, Alison. I much appreciate it. All right. Good to chat to you. Cheers, Andrew.